in addition to all of that free time that we get when you hire a VA, we're getting more free time ideally because the AI is helping us to automate and such so much more. Uh, now there's also more free time to surprise and delight our customers, clients, and audience. This is Digital Marketing. Hey everyone, this is Mark DeGrasse, the president of Digital Marketer, and this is the podcast that keeps you up to date on everything you need to know when it comes to digital marketing, from the platforms you'd be focused on to the kind of tactics and tools that are working today. Today, our guest is Jen Lehner, the CEO of virtualstaffing.com, who has helped match thousands of solopreneurs to their perfect match virtual assistants. So today, I thought we could kind of combine the talk about VAs, which we've covered uh, in quite a few episodes, with a new talk about uh, the rise of AI and how could AI be used to enhance using virtual assistants or can it be used instead of virtual assistants? Uh, so I thought Jen would be the perfect person to talk about that topic. So welcome, Jen. It's great to be here. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I think, uh, you know, it's it's a big question. And, and you know, over the last couple of years, there was kind of this big rise in, in VAs and the use of VAs. And then, you know, AI kind of showed up and, you know, have you seen, is it disrupting things? Is everything basically the same as it was or, or what's your take on it? Oh, gosh, no. I mean, in my own business and in my client's business, the way that we are seeing, like, at first it was like, wow, this is so cool. You know, this is a this is a cool, fun toy like we all were doing. And we were like, look, it can write a poem. Look, it can write <laughs> a song. You know, not very well, but it does it. Um, but now we are really like, I mean, we are saving so much time and doing so many cool things with AI. But... Um, what's interesting to me is I, I hear a lot of people talking about how they can get rid of their virtual assistants, you know, like, mm. well, I don't need a VA because I've got, you know, we can automate just about everything. Well, that's great. But what I'm finding is that I am just finding a whole list of other things to give to my virtual assistants because of the, the AI. Yeah. No, and I could totally see that. I mean, just personally in terms of writing procedures and making sure that, you know, tasks get done and don't require like a ton of thinking on, you know, your lower level employees. I, I think it's been huge because you're they're able to do way more work than they could do. And I'm having to edit a lot less. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. Well? And it's it's things like like there's there's things still on my to do list. Like next week, one of the things I'm I'm hoping we tackle is. You know, we just have reams of data from the last 10 years in our, you know, from our coaching and marketing at, uh, parts of our business where, for example, when you have people join, you know, a community and they fill out a form and they're sharing their, you know, their their pain points. Um, and when you have strategy calls and people are submitting those forms with their questions, well, you know, so many of us just have just tons of this data. Um and so what I want to do is take, for example, you know, from one group or one program that we had, I want to find out like, what, what is the number? What are the top three questions, you know, from the last five years on this topic from this group? Well, I do not want to do the AI can do it. Uh, I don't have to do it. The AI can do it, but I still have to be the one to go find it, copy mm. and paste it, stick it in there. Is it going to be Claude.ai? Is it ChatGPT? I, I don't know. But they'll figure that out. Um, and but I'm the one that sort of not that not that my team can't be creative and think to use our how can we use our data. But 
as the visionary in your business, that that's our role. Now it's just, we can have these wishes and these dreams. Like I wish I could take all my data and find out how I could, I could take this information and figure out the next three digital products I should create based on this data. You know, oh. I can have a hunch, but the data doesn't lie now who, but who's going to plug it in? My VA is going to plug it in. So now that's more work for my VA um, and exponentially more value I'm extracting from their work. Um, so there's that. Um, and then obviously, you know, we've been using AI a lot and I'm sure, you know, lots of people are doing this just to um, summarize massive amounts of information, whether it's oh. articles um, uh, or videos that we turn into transcriptions, then we, you know, boil it down and just ask for a bulleted summary. Um, everybody's writing has improved so much. The majority of my team is in the Philippines. They all speak English as a first language, but, you know, this is just such a wonderful tool because now everybody it's, it's beyond grammar check, right? It's, Fair. it's rework, you know, rework this paragraph. So it sounds more American. Um, it's, you know, it's more brief and is, you know, formatted a certain, a certain kind of a way. Oh. Oh, I, I love that. Well, well, it's basically give them a tool that enhances their ability to get the jobs done. And now you've been able to kind of expand the scope of the things that they can handle because you don't have to make, you know, and honestly, you know, I love procedures and SOPs and all that kind of stuff, but it can only go so far before you need somebody to, to think about the individual step. Or like you were saying, you have to go there, you have to pull the data, you still have to copy the data, you have to format it properly, use the right AI and blah, 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 blah. That's not... AI doesn't do that. (laughs) Right. You still need a human. You still have, and you still need a human to, so if we're prompting um, AI, right, we have to, so we're prompt engineers, but we also need to prompt our staff person to prompt, right? Like there's human prompts for the AI prompts. Like it's not, it's not born out of like nowhere. Um, The other thing is like, I think it gives them so much more confidence as well. So, for example, like if, if a tough customer service question comes across, you know, comes through email and and there's no one else to ask, like what to do in this situation. Really, AI has become it's so good at that. Like, you know, here I just plug in the letter like I got this email and like I'm not sure quite how to answer this person. And then AI spits out the answer. And usually it's really good. So. Oh. No, that's that's a great way to use it. And, and, you know, you're enhancing the workers, you're allowing them to do things that, well, and even if they're doing the work, I'd say they always did the work, but you always had to go in and you had to tweak it a lot. And then it made it like, uh, well, should I even be doing this and so on and so forth? But, right. you know, you know, and it, and, you know you're still going to need to check it no matter what. <laughs> right. And um, another thing that, that this has really blew my mind. So um, I have a um, Amazon Lexi. We're just going to call her Lexi so we don't wake her up. So I have an Amazon Lexi flash briefing. So every morning for like four plus years, I do the news of like what's new in, digi- uh, in digital marketing and um, and tech. Okay. So it's like three minutes long. And uh, like I hate myself for making this like a daily thing. I, when I first started, I it. it was an experiment. But it's news, you know what I mean? So it's like, I can't take a break. Whereas if it were just regular, normal human content, I would have been smart to just, then I could just batch it, batch it and and schedule it, right? Especially since it's one and two minute little things. Um, 
so what would happen is I'd be on vacation and I was never 100% away from my business. Even if everything else was handled by the team, it's my voice that has to go there, right? Uh -huh. And I just became obsessed. Like I didn't want to miss. I just didn't want to miss. I'm I'm not so um, I'm not so consistent with my podcast, but with this flash briefing, like I'm kind of obsessed over it. And I don't I don't you know once you get that streak, you don't want to break it. So it could be really exhausting and just just a bummer to have to leave the beach or whatever and then go record the stupid thing. So. <laughs> Along comes play.ht, okay? And I know there's a lot, I mean, you can, we can't even keep up with all these tools that are hitting us, right? But this one is amazing. I'm just, anybody in the audio space, you, you've got to check it out because it does, you upload your, a sample of your voice from one of your Zoom calls or whatever, and it does a replica of, of your voice, a clone of your voice. Um, or you could pick from a host of other synthetic voices. They're so good. There's one, well, there's a guy named Alex or Alexander. So if you go check it out, check his voice out. He's sort of like Alfred Hitchcock, like this old English guy. Oh. Sounds so real. So, but basically my point is now my team who already, they do 100% of the flash briefing production minus my voice. So they do the notes. So when I wake up, the notes are there. Um, now they've got, now where they used to be kind of like, sometimes they'd include things I didn't want to have in there or it was way too wordy. Um, stuff just didn't need to be in there. Now I ask them, hey, plug that into chat GPT or whatever and ask them to summarize everything you've already summarized. So then I'm left with this really clean script. So then I go in and I record it and then I'm done. They do everything else. They they edit, they upload. Now, the other day, I had a really bad cold and I sounded horrible. I couldn't do it. So um, we just used the script he had already created uploaded it into play.ht with my synthetic voice and I swear my audience didn't even know um so it was it was really unbelievable you have to play with some of the punctuation to get the right inflections but I'm I don't know how these other synthetic voices are but this 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 one blew my mind so now this is a whole new ball game right because now I can do that when when winter break comes up and I go to Jamaica um, you better believe like, and I'll tell my audience, I will, I will say this, this is fake Jen and you know, you're listening to the fake voice, you know, and they, they love it because they're a bunch of technophiles, you know, and so yeah, it's almost they're a bunch of geeks <laughs> and they think it's cool. They don't want to listen to it for every day, but anyway, so that's another way, um, that we're using, using and, and, and it's saving me so much, so much time. Oh, that's huge. Well, I think that you you, you nailed it with the consistency. Because I mean, really, whenever I talk about marketing and, and you know long term content marketing specifically, the consistency is what gets people to subscribe. Like if you don't have, they don't care if you made the best piece of content in the world because it's just right. one of them. There's no reason to subscribe. But now you just ruined that. <laughs> for right, everybody. right. Consistency <laughs> is key. I mean, up for everything, honestly. Oh, yeah. No, that's and then on top of that, you have because I I've been talking a lot lately about how you could use AI to make a more consistent brand voice because even though you might have an email marketing specialist and a social media specialist and a content specialist, whatever, they all write like they write. But if you use AI and you have a, a consistent brand voice and you could do it in one sentence, then you could actually have everybody use the prompts that are proper for their position, and now you have a consistent voice coming from everybody, even if they're on different platforms. I love it so much. I can't even stand it. Like the, I just, I'm a systems person and I just, yes, <laughs> I love what you said. Yep. So true.
So I, so in terms of VAs, then, would you say that the AI has just made VAs even more valuable than they were before? Not only have they made VAs more valuable, they've made VAs more important because just like, you know, all new, like all, it's an exponent, right? Like it is now, it is a multiplier. And so what that means is that we're moving faster, we're consuming more, we're creating more. It's just, you know, the bad part is all of the, you you can feel like you're being buried. Your audience can feel like they're being buried, you know? So so we have to manage all of that. And I, th- I think the person wins who, um, who uses this technology to actually bring more humanness Damn. to the table. And, and actually AI will allow us to do that if we're smart about how we do that. And so, um, so yes, I think, I think your team can absolutely, is, is absolutely more integral and more important than ever. Cause again, like in order to manage all of this, you need, you need humans. Oh yeah. Well, and, and, it's going to get unwieldy. Wieldy. It is. Right? Well, it's all. It's been unwieldy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that's true. Uh, I I keep talking about that. The last 10, 15 years, it's like we've been so inundated with tech and new ways to communicate and new expectations from the customer that wants to see you on every platform. Otherwise, you don't exist. Now it's not enough to just be good at a type of marketing or a type of work because the expectation is you're good for everybody and you can do everything. And now you have the tools to do it. <laughs> Right. Oh, yeah. I used to feel, think that I, I, like I was so because I was always interested in the latest, newest, greatest thing. I would rush out to tell my audience, and yeah. and they was like, "That was enough." Do you know what I mean? Like it was almost like that was enough that I brought this, I brought this to the table, and now I'll show you how to use it and whatever. Forget it. Like that is there is no place for me there because everybody has it. Everybody knows about it. Like you know, it's it's democratized in that sense but but it's just so easy now that everybody can can make all of this happen so then if everybody can make all of this happen and it's all so easy the question is how do we stand out you know and that's and i think just like you needed a team you know 10 years ago to help you connect your webinar jam with your lead pages with your you know monk mailchimp or whatever um now we need we need the help of of a team to manage all of this and and find our you know find what's highlight what is unique about what we're doing in whatever oh. whatever your industry you know oh. because if you're in insurance all your insurance people have the same access and the same ability to do all this cool stuff so oh. What are you gonna do? Well, so you better get on board, right? <laughs> it's really what the message is, because it's that, like that's yeah. for sure. Well, and I love because you really like you were talking about how it enhances humanity, where it's like, yeah, none of us need to worry about doing the basics anymore because everybody has access to the basics, like you were saying. What you need to worry about is actually what makes you unique, what makes your relationship with the customer better than the next vendor's relationship with the customer, and how can you. Uh, you know, make sure that there's still people involved in in putting everything together. Because one of the things I've noticed is that even with a less capable, you know, employee or VA or whoever I'm working with, they're able to be 10 times more efficient because I don't have to worry about training them as much as I do have to just give them the prompts to, you know, utilize the tools to execute the task. Have you seen the same thing in terms of train VAs? 
Yeah. And the other, and what about the, like, okay, so now we've got, when you hire a virtual assistant or any person and you add them to your team, the idea is that they free up time for you to do more of the things that produce revenue in your business, right? Because they're taking care of all this other stuff. So that's the idea. But now what, in addition to all of that free time that we get when you hire a VA, we're getting more free time ideally because the AI is helping us to automate and such so much more. Uh, now there's also more free time to surprise and delight our customers, clients, and audience, right? And that's that's what I mean kind of like by the human factor. So now I'm going to take all this technology and go completely analog and I'm going to get out my pen and I am going to write a handwritten note to you, Mark, at the, after this podcast. I'm going to thank you, you know, and because I have time to do that because my team is doing everything else. And you and, you know, and snail mail is, you know, I'm not going to say Special. it's back, but I'm saying there is, <laughs> uh, there is there is room for you because there's nobody else in, in anybody's inbox right now. And you really, that's a great way to stand out. Uh, I can be more human in that way. So. Uh, I love that. Yeah, actually, my last podcast guest, uh, Gabe, one of our certified partners here, digital marketer was actually talking about, you know, the outreach and how he shoots individual videos during the sales process just to follow up with his customers. Like, Hey, I saw this commercial and thought of you and just want to mention that this is the type of thing that we're doing and blah, blah, blah sends that message and this is you know that kind of free time in order to do those personal touches i think is huge like your letters that's that's a great idea hey everyone i want to quickly interrupt the podcast for a special announcement if you're listening to this podcast because you want to become a better marketer then i want to share with you what i believe to be the most comprehensive digital marketing program on the market today it's called the digital marketing mastery certification You'll learn to leverage the tools and channels to predictably and profitably drive awareness, leads, sales, and referrals. Everything you need to know to become a true master of digital marketing. We'll take an in-depth look at the core digital marketing competencies, including content, email, social media, community, digital advertising, data and optimization, and more. After earning your digital marketing strategy certificate, you'll have the tools to effectively reach your target audience through a full scope marketing strategy. Get started today at digitalmarketing.com slash strategy cert. Yeah, for as long as that lasts, because pretty soon a clone of him will be able to do that exact same message. And even if it really is him, will we open it? Because we're going to think it's a clone. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm getting kind of like in the weeds here. Oh, but, no, no. It's, but it's, you got to address it. <laughs> there are some, you know, um, uh, one, one of my, uh, somebody that I'm working with just put together an, um, a uh, explainer video and he had used an AI person. Uh, and an AI voice to do it. And I could recognize it right away as AI, but it really did look human and the, and the voice matched, but the hands, so the, the, yeah. the person was talking with their, you know, that, that, yeah. that position so many people take when they're speaking like this, um, with the Actually, it's, a, it's called a mudra. <laughs> oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a symbol that you use for meditation. Oh, that's so interesting. That's power. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, this person's mudra, it was like their hands were like, three times the size of normal human <laughs> and because ai for whatever reason has a problem yeah, with hands also... you know like on mid journey they like if you do it's always the hands are like so i just crop it out yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so very interesting times for sure it is well and i think people are finding things like i mean because some of this work was just so hard it actually requires and this is one of the first things uh, i thought of when you were talking 
you have to shift your mindset of what people can do for you. Because to date, like I wouldn't even try to assign tasks because I'm like, ah, this is going to take me 20 hours to train this person. So I'm not even going to try to train them. I'm just going to skip it and just keep on doing it myself. Where now I actually have to rethink, like, is this something that only I can do? Or is that something only I could have done until AI came around or VAs came around? Well, my kind of philosophy on that is like really all of it needs to be handed off except for the the stuff, like those three things, right? Like, you know, recording your podcast, doing your joint ventures and your your money making webinar and whatever you're going to say from the stage. And I think every single thing else needs to be handed over. Um, but I have always, even before AI, taken shortcuts there. And, the you know, we I always use this example, but I. Um, I wanted to, I figured we needed to incorporate Pinterest into our business because oh. everybody was raving about what a great, you know, search engine it is, et cetera. But I didn't want to learn Pinterest and I didn't want to train someone how to use Pinterest, but people do need to be trained. We cannot, the, the better someone is trained, the better everybody, everybody, the better off everybody's going to be. That's a hundred percent undeniable. So I just found a really good Pinterest course and I asked one person on my team, Hey, do you want to? do you want to be the Pinterest person? She, she said, yes. And, um, and so she learned it, she, she executed it. And then she created the systems and the SOPs. And then, you know, six months later, we had a really effective Pinterest thing going on. So, it, you know, there's a lot of ways to train someone without you actually training them. Um, mm. because there's no shortage of information on the internet, right? Like, I mean, we're buried in it. Um, and a lot of it is free as well, or you could buy a course from you to me and, you know, whatever. Um, as far as the day-to-day -day stuff, I mean, um, the day-to-day -day tasks, because things are changing so much with any one piece of software that you use, um, yeah, I mean, that's something we're going to have to figure it out, too, because we have all these SOPs for all these different pieces of software, and I bet they've changed a hundred different... I mean, I logged into um, Loom Video. Do you lo yeah. do you use Loom Video? Oh, yeah. So yeah. I, I, watch, I logged into Loom... I went to watch a loom that I made yesterday and thank goodness it was for my team because looms new AI gave it this goofy title and a summary and timestamps, which is awesome. Like love that, except that's not what that video was about. And the, and, and just the summary was like super weird. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that it was for my team and that, you know, I didn't send it to a client or something, but the point is like, that's a huge shift in what they do over there at, at loom. And so whatever SOPs we have, we're going to have to figure out like what is going to be the best way to, to update all these. So, Oh yeah, no, that's, that's a real good point too. Cause I mean, we've dealt with that, the software trying to help and then ruining everything. You're like, Oh, you're trying to type a word and it keeps on redoing it for you. And you're like, no, that's just so that's wrong. That's not what I want. <laughs> <laughs> and I've sent emails like that where I'm like, what the hell was I saying there? And then I realized that it switched out something and I just didn't notice it happen. And that's, I can see that being a problem, but uh, yeah. Yeah, overall, I would say, well, that's where the brand, like, that's why I always talk about brand voice, because it's like, it doesn't matter that it could write everything for you. If the voice is wrong, then it's it's still very wrong. So That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. So get your processes in place and and figure out, yeah, review your SOPs and, you know, don't leave 100% up to them. But I, I love that, that, you know, perception you have where it's like, no. The only things you should be doing and not automating are things that literally nobody else can do. Not like you, your ego thinks that nobody else can do it, but literally they can't. They can't be you. Yeah. A but. thousand percent. <laughs> and it's like, 
you know, and we all wrestle with that. We all wrestle with that. I mean, I, I preach it every day and I still have to, you know, I'll find myself doing something I really shouldn't be doing. Partly some of it is because like, uh, it's fun. Uh, I do <laughs> like, I do like me some Canva, um, but I don't need to be in Canva. Uh, I'm no designer and it's just a complete waste of time. It's just kind of fun. But uh, yeah, so I'm always have to having to keep myself in in check there. But um, it's it's just it's just a process like like anything else. And I think you know, but I do think that over the years of really being honest with myself and uh, not trying to hide behind busy work um, and making sure that I do outsource it has become more of the the way that I that I operate. Um, and again, the more that you do it, the more that you see like, okay, I can hand this off. And not only are they doing it well, in most cases, they're doing it better than I would have done it. But on the flip side, if you hand something off and it's just good enough, you know, that's okay for most things, right? Like I believe that done is better than perfect in most cases, okay? If you're a literary agent you can't be having typos in your you know and i mean none of us really need to be having typos but i you know for, for in a lot of cases good enough is good enough and like keep moving oh yeah well that's as 80 20 at least right so yes uh well i'm convinced that vas are still useful and even more so now that we have uh ai ai powered vas uh, with that said, uh, do you have any kind of like uh, steps that people could take who have never used a VA, thinking about using it, and now just want a process for uh, you know selecting the right one and then training them? Or yes, I have a um, I've got a free workshop um, that's CEOsecretstraining.com, and then I've got um, I've got a checklist. The one thing a lot of people tell mm. me is like they don't. They just don't know what they would hand off, you know, because they're so used to doing everything themselves. So I've got a checklist of like 160 things that you can give oh. to your virtual assistant and you can share that link. Um, I think that's uh, CEO virtual staffing dot com. And um, I've, and I just have a ton of free resources. So if you just go to YouTube and, and Google my name, you'll see a ton of free training videos. But I mean, the main thing to keep in mind is, you know, because mindset is a huge part of this because as entrepreneurs we are so we're scrappy and we we're we 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 get things done we can have 20 plates in the air and be you know it's not like this is impossible we can make money by ourselves for sure right that's not the question but it the mindset part of this is that it's got to be we've got to look at when we when we bring someone on board as an investment and not an expense. And there is a huge oh. difference in how we look at that. It, when you look at something as an expense, it's a gnawing feeling when, you know, it's just, it just gnaws at you. And it's, it's sort of aggravating if you're not seeing, you know, immediate ROI, like flowing in the door, although it is pretty immediate, but as opposed to investment, like when we make an investment in something, we understand that it's going to take time to bear fruit, right? But we expect it to bear fruit and, and it does. You know, so that that's a huge thing. Um, and the other thing is having the mindset of having to slow down to speed up. Like it's yeah. just, it is, it, you know, you can deny it. At some point you hit a wall and we all hit bottlenecks, whether we're a $20 million business or, you know, a $100,000 business. At some point there's always a bottleneck because your business shifts and change changes and then there needs to be a solution. You might just grow and make so much money that, oh, you know, stuck again, got to figure that bottleneck out. So 
I think understanding that you just can't deny that you need help. If you don't have help in your business, you're really not a business. You're a fleet freelancer, and that's okay too if that's what you want to be. But um, but you have to hand over this stuff because if you're doing admin work, the work of an admin assistant in your business, 50%, 80% of the time, guess what you are? You're an administrative assistant. You're, you're no. not that thing that you that you set out to be. So those are just some little, you know, sound bites to throw out there to get people started and excited if they haven't already started working with someone um, or if they're, you know, lose if if they have some crazy idea, they don't need their VAs anymore because they're automating and they're just going to invest all their time in AI. No, 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 don't don't do that. Like keep your keep your people. Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, I keep on telling people that I think people are more valuable than ever because of this, because a thousand percent democratized a bunch of things that you it took some people, you know, college educations in order to be able to do. And now somebody with zero training and zero knowledge could at least give the same deliverable, whether they understand how it was made or not. It's still what you need. <laughs> and so that's you know, so true. Those distinctions that you make, especially about being an investment and, you know, it might take a little bit of time to pay off, but so does every process and you should be making those as well. Also, I love how you said about the freelancer because that's, you know, that's owning your job, which is maybe better than working for somebody else. But at the end of the day, like you want scalability. And if you do get, you know, that's why entrepreneurs don't like jobs most of the time because it's like, well, I could make a hundred thousand here, but I'll only make a hundred and five thousand in the next five years. Like there's only so much growth that can happen. Or I could start a business and might make zero for the next 12 months, but then it could be, you know, $20 million or a billion dollars or a trillion dollars. Like you could grow into whatever you want it to. So uh, th that's fantastic. I think VAs could be a vital part of that, especially for, you know, small businesses, which. Yeah. And, and, you know, and it's, there's nothing wrong with being a freelancer that, you know, I rarely run into people who say they don't want to grow though. And, um, once I, you know, I, I this, uh, this person I was talking to, she's like, look, I don't want a VA. I left corporate cause I manage people and I don't want to manage another single person in my life. And I'm doing all right. And I got my speaking gigs and I've got my consulting clients. And this is kind of like, I don't need to make a lot more than I'm making now. I'm good. And you know what? Like, I that made perfect sense to me. Fine. I'm not going to try to shove a VA down your throat. But but most people that are entrepreneurs, the idea is that we are trying to grow. We want to reach more people. And in order to reach more people, we have to reach more people. How, uh -huh. And how do we do that in our marketing and, you know, in, in all of our efforts? And we need we need help with that for sure. No, no, I think that's fantastic. Well, and if you're acting as an administrative assistant, then you're an administrative assistant, you know. Period. And, or, or, and on top of that, and you see this, we always talk about this, you know, corporate setting where you're like, yeah, uh, I pay you $150 an hour. I don't want you to do this work. Like, that's too much money for that work. I need you to exactly. do this make more money. So. You know, all around, I think VAs are a fantastic resource. I think AI is making them like a million times better, just like it's making every employee a million times better. Yeah. They're just more affordable and uh, are easier to give easier to give instructions to a lot of times than just trying to get somebody from here. Let let me let me share this one thing because I'm going back to your other question when you asked me, are there any tips or whatever for anybody getting started or how to find like whatever? Um, and as it as as it relates to AI. The bad part of this in the hiring world is that, and I'm seeing so much of this already, is that people are applying for your position with AI, okay? Oh. So 
there's no and and even though they're all you, you can upload it into another software to see if they used AI, the other software is going to say there is a 99% chance that this person used AI. Well, then what? That doesn't yeah, help you. You just found out they used AI and they're all using AI. So then you just eliminate everyone. So then you say, well, it'll be the interview, right? Like it's the interview. Well, yeah, but how many times have you, you gone in an interview in your life and or I shouldn't say that. How many times have you entered some interviewed someone over the course of your professional life only to find out that they were completely full of beans or, you know, just, they just weren't a good fit um, or they lied on the resume again with AI. That's happening a good bit. Um, very sophisticated resumes all of a sudden. And then um, and the cover letters. And so what's left? And then. Uh, and the portfolio yeah. also could steal work. No, no, no. There's no guarantee, especially digitally. There's just no way to know. Is this really their portfolio? Is this really their work? OK, so what is left? It is a paid trial week. And the way that we set this up and the way that I teach is that so when a new person starts, they they hit a Trello board. You, you could do this on any any um, any software that you wanted. But I like Trello. And so we invite them into a paid trial a week. They land on the Trello board and then step by step, it'll say, like, start here, do this, tag me when you're done. The beauty of this is I can replicate that Trello board four times, let's say. So I really ideally want four people going through this paid trial week and they don't right. know that there's other people going through the trial week. And what is so amazing is that you really are comparing apples to apples at this point. They're doing real work. You could see, do they ping me every five minutes? Do they, you know, um, did they, are they working fast? Are they, you know, and it's just incredible because that person that was really introverted in the interview didn't connect with you in the eyes and just, you didn't really feel a connection. And then all of a sudden, um, the, but the person that was so charming, oh my gosh, charming. We had a great conversation, found a few points of common interest that were well, they, they ghost you until Wednesday. They finally, they finally log into the Trello board to start doing their work. So, um, I love, I love it. And now the trial week has been so successful for us growing our own team and also helping other people grow theirs and watching them do these trial weeks themselves that I just want to do a trial week with everything in my life. It's just, <laughs> you know, if I hire a plumber, it, whatever, like, can we just do a trial week? Because trial, yeah. it's good for everybody, right? The VA gets to see, is this a crazy person? Um, is she going to micromanage me? Is she mean? Is she nice? Like, what is her, what's her vibe? And um, and then I also get to see their work style. And and by the way, if you if you do this, if you bring these people into a paid trial week, you don't have to finish it. Like, it, like I said, somebody if somebody goes to you and Monday and Tuesday Obviously they don't show up, work. you know, yeah. trial week is over. Or if they make really bad mistakes on Monday and Tuesday, you could let them go on Wednesday, pay them through the rest of the week, and just you know, thank you, bye bye. Um, and yeah, so that I just didn't want to yeah, forget that's... to tell you that because. AI is making it incredibly hard to distinguish between like good people and bad people. Um, and I just think a paid trial week is pretty much the only way around it. You could give test tasks. We do a lot of that in the screening. So we have a lot of automated, um, you know, forms, online interviews, like, you know, typing interviews and tests. And we do all of that. Um, and when they make it through all of that, then and an interview, then they're invited into the paid trial mm. week. So that makes sense. So that helps as well.
Well, I, I love that. Well, that's that's actually next level because usually what I do is I'll do a gig. I'll say like, okay, well, here's one project and we'll see how you do. But I, I love the idea of a week because it's like, no, I'm paying you for a whole week. I get you all your time for that week for whatever we set out. And now I can see how you communicate, how you deal with tasks, if you get tasks done, if you, you know, communicate well, or if we just like each other. Because, you know, honestly, yeah. some people you just don't like. Oh, you remind me of my mean nanny from when I was a kid. And so I'm uh, I'm so mad at you. <laughs> right. It's like, no, it's true. All right. That's fine. Sorry. <laughs> it has nothing to do with me, but it's, this isn't going to work. And that's fine, too. So, yeah. Uh, and, that... and there's no reason it has to just be a week. Some people, you know, I have people do this and they're like, Jen, like, I love two of them and I just can't make up my mind. Well, go into another paid trial week. You know, you're the boss. It's it can be flexible. Uh, and then a lot of people actually end up hiring more people than they were setting out okay. to hire, and just giving them separating right. out jobs. You know, maybe one person was going to be a general virtual assistant, but they see that they have really great like video editing skills, and they're creative, and so they end up doing all of that. And this person does all of the like social media stats and the Google Analytics and all of that stuff. So. No, that's that's genius. And I think that's uh, that's a great way to do, you know, long term planning, because I think all of us are tired of, uh, you know, the turnover and the trying yes. to find people and people leaving. And you're just like, I'll take all the time I need to make this not have to happen in the next few months again. <laughs> yes. And then making sure that, you know, you once you get that that awesome person into your business, that you do all the smart things like having weekly meetings and having like a a daily check-in sheet, like just ask three questions. What'd you work on today? Did you have any trouble? Do you have any suggestions? You don't even have to talk to them. They just fill out that sheet. And then there's that open line of communication and lots of praise and, and clear, you know, statement of what your expectations are and revisiting the, those expectations. Like all of that is really important because you said something so important, Mark, because that's the thing. Like that is the thing that is really sour so many entrepreneurs about hiring VAs is because they've been down this road, they got ghosted, the person started off great, they ended up terrible, then they got to go back to the drawing board. And it's exhausting. And that is and then they just say, I, I just, I just might as well do it myself, because I just can't, this is so annoying. Um, and so we want people to create relationships with their virtual assistants that last a decade. And that's my, my main um, head VA has been with me for almost a decade. And, and, you know, and then now I have her to run the process to do all that vetting and all of that stuff. So when we bring new people, you know, um, it's wonderful. And I don't have to deal with it at all anymore. And that's what yeah. I want for everybody. Well, I, I, I'll just end with this. There's nothing, no better feeling than when something that used to take you a bunch of time just happens and it's better than you would have done in the first place. And that's what Amen. you get. <laughs> that's what you get with V8. Amen. So I, I, I think you gave some fantastic tips. Definitely going to have you back on. I think it uh, sounds like you have some solid frameworks for for managing both the hiring and then the managing process. So we'll, we'll have you back on soon. In the meantime, uh, where can people learn more? Um, they can go to ceovirtualstaffing.com. And um, when they get there, there will be a, um, there's a cool thing down at the bottom to download uh, like 160 things to delegate to your virtual assistant. Love that. And that's, uh, yeah, that takes the, that step away where I don't know what they would do. It's like, here's 160 things they could do. <laughs> and that, and it's really just the, you know, just the beginning. It's just the beginning. Yeah. Well, and I, like we were saying, I think the AI, the use of AI is going to expand that list exponentially because exponentially. 
I mean, you could just get so much done. I, it's uh, it's pretty incredible. And I, I, you know, you convinced me now that VAs are going to be even more important and more valuable than they ever have been. And I'm ready to get on that train because I'm tired of doing way too much stuff that I do. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jen. Really appreciate your time. And thank you for listening. Be sure to hit that follow button so you can notify when all of our new episodes release. Please share this with my friend who's clueless about digital marketing. And don't forget to visit digitalmarketer.com where you can access all of our courses, certifications, and training programs. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you next time. This is Digital Marketer. Get ready for the two easiest ways for you to generate product photos for your e-commerce store. I'm Lauren Petrullo, founder and CEO of Mongoose Media and Digital Marketer Academy faculty member. I've managed over 50,000 SKUs for over 100 different e-commerce sites, and I cannot tell you the importance of quality product photos. Not only are they important for your website, but they're great to be repurposed in your email marketing campaigns, your paid ad initiatives, and your organic social media content. It's imperative that you have great photos because great photos sell your products and start conversations with your consumers. There are two great solutions when seeking out quality product photos for your e-commerce site. One, UGC. We know that native user-generated content wins all day on social. When you can get your customers to share back their use of your products in their voice, in their personal applications, you will see dividends when that is repurposed in your paid ads and organic social feeds. Secondly, don't have customers or UGC yet? Not a problem. There are cost-effective solutions in which you can outsource that photography. This and so much more is covered in my modules in our e-commerce cert with Digital Marketer.